G'day punters, and in the words of D. Ream, I believe it is, things can only get better. Or yes. can they? Well, no, can they? <laughs> maybe not, maybe not, but it is dark days in the sporting world, and of course we are sitting here recording a podcast at 1.5 metres distance apart, but we do wish you well and hope that you get through this. The mental health aspect of this is going mm. to be huge on the back end of this, employment, everything, so we know that the NBL and sport may not be front of mind for a lot of general listeners at the moment. But we will get through it because there's a lot of stuff. We only record every Tuesday. There is a lot of stuff we need to get to. First of all, congratulations on the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. 2020 NBL champs, thoroughly deserved. Yeah, and there's going to be an asterisk next to it. As Brody says, well, this doesn't count. Well, one, it does count. It's going to be in the books of the championship. doesn't matter how it came about. And I tell you, as this year goes on, the entire year 2020 is going to have an asterisk next to it. Anything that happens, this whole year will be remembered for this COVID coronavirus. And that's just the reality of it. So congratulations to the Wildcats. They were up. They were up 2-1. The right decision was made. You couldn't even have it on a countback because if it was 1-1 and they wanted to do it on a countback, I think the law was points for, points against. Perth win that one. Quarters won. Perth win that one. Uh, whole season record Perth win that one so uh, they did deserve it and they congratulations to them again just what a powerhouse well the hard thing is here is oh. there is no precedent to what is set and I, and I see people and I've even raised it as well that there's you know when the roof leaked mm. they awarded it to the team that was in front no, so there is something on that though. That's because that's a single game I'm not going to I'm not going to take that but in because a it was series. over halfway done that's the big thing you got to remember. It's over halfway done, that game. If it was before halftime, the whole game gets canned completely. And the season was over halfway done. The series was over halfway done. Correct. Yeah, so yeah. that is the precedent that was set. Yeah, so yeah. there's no way you could possibly... So you're telling me there's no way you could possibly argue that the Sydney Kings could have won that championship? No. There's no way. So no one would come, no one would come out and publicly say that the Kings... That the Wildcats shouldn't have won that, correct? No, but that, they're arguing that it should have been completely, no one should have won, which again... No, I know they're arguing that, but yeah. there's no valid argument if the precedent's already been set that you could argue. Well, it's in the rules. The, the precedent is in the rules from that game. Obviously, the rule book in the NBL didn't write in the NBL 20, okay, based on a coronavirus that's going to come in the series, this is what we're going to do. This is all completely new, but they went on... The right thing, the right rules that were laid out. Well, tell you it wasn't. So that wasn't written in the rule book originally. I'll tell you what else wasn't written or wasn't done. A handshake agreement with the league saying that this championship would be split. Now, in, for full transparency here, I have not spoken directly to King's ownership, mm-hmm. uh, management. There was, there was something in place there where we may talk but never eventuated. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, transparency, I do not have their full side. I have the side of some of the employees within the Sydney Kings which I reached out, and they, they're not happy yep. with the situation. The NBL's not happy. And now we have Paul Smith, who's been a valued topic on this podcast for so long, going on a tirade. Mm. Now, let me just lay the groundwork before this, before I jump into what the actual decision. You've been waiting all week for this. No, well, I've actually, if, if I had done this on the day that this, this sort of stuff was announced, it would have been a lot more of an emotional podcast, but I've had time to settle down right. here. But what we've seen so far in the actions of Paul Smith, mm-hmm. first of all, Use the guise of his sort of hatred, not hatred for Perth, but, but issues with the Perth Wildcats with Indigenous reconciliation during that round. Yep. So he had an issue that was big and he brought something else into it in that same conversation that was not needed. Mm-hmm. Now, that wasn't a racist statement at all. For people who said that, that's bullshit. It was just a foolish statement. Yeah. He then 
when he spoke about players' mental health, when people, players were getting DM'd left, right and centre with abuse during the final series. In the same tweet, and the same sentence, he managed to say that this was partly due, or not partly due, but went on to push his own agenda of a sponsorship deal that he didn't think was fair with the NBL. Right. In the same... So, again, using mental health. Now who's in the firing line? Public health. <laughs> using that to push forward his agenda, which is ridiculous. Paul Smith needs to understand that you can need to stop virtue signalling and using these issues to push your own sort of agenda there. I find that so, so infuriating. Well, I will preface this by saying that since lockdown or whatever's happened in the last week or so in Victoria and Australia, your Twitter game has been incredible. So if you're not following when Twitter Felix, gets, when, when the world gets grubby and dirty... People go to Twitter. People go to Felix Twitter and we come out to play. But you're right. It's more... It, it's As you said, the tweet about the Indigenous jerseys has nothing to do with racism whatsoever, as you said. Yeah, so we'll strike that off. And people got to understand what's going from... If you know the Kings and where they're at... They're in that tough bracket of trying to make basketball huge in a city that's just not basketball relevant. And credit to them, they've done a great job this year to build that fan base, to build that culture, to put Sydney on the map, or basketball in Sydney on the map, which is great. But it's all, as you said, it's all like everyone else doesn't want them to succeed. We keep saying everybody wants to oh, see that's Sydney. A narrative, that's a narrative pushed only by the Kings. Everybody wants to see Sydney succeed and do well because we need it as a league. We need it as a country. And then you come and get the Perth Wild. Perth, I'm trying to think in the last 10 years, they really haven't stepped a foot wrong. <laughs> but this isn't even about Perth. No, no, like, This not. isn't about Perth at all. Perth just came in and they were fully ready to play. Mm. The issues here lie in the actions that the Kings took at the start of the series mm. when the NBL approached them to play three games. No, we need to rest Bogut, we need to rest Kevin Lish. Public health wasn't at the forefront then. They then get asked, do we, do we stay in Perth and play and not travel? No. Do we stay and play that game in Sydney? No. Where was public health at that point? The only time public health came into the question was when they were 2-1 down. That's the only time that this came up. And then there's this apparent agreement. So we've got this agreement set out by the NBL that if somebody gets coronavirus, then series off. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable. Everyone would agree to that. You'd be a fool to deny that. And they didn't. Everyone went with that. The Kings then made a decision to withdraw from the series based on the, their own personal fear that if they continued, someone could contract the virus, in which they had already denied the series could have been over if it was done in three games. So suddenly we've decided to switch sort of – we've decided to pivot our, our thoughts there. I, I understand why they withdrew in terms of – a lot of it was said about if they go to Perth and they get stuck or – because everything was changing. So we had the word fluidly. It is fluid and, and I, I can understand that as and well. everything. So they just didn't know what was going to happen. But you're right. The thing – the harsh reality of it is for the Kings is they were given so many choices. And that's what we've heard from the NBL. The NBL came out and made a statement. Everything was prepared. They gave you a choice. Do you want a three-game series? No. Do you want to have games every two days? No. And which – if I'm a, I understand. Bogut's old, Kevlish's old. I understand that where you're coming from, but you've got to look at it as but we're don't saying. Don't then take the virtue signaling saying you're putting public health ahead of this. That's bullshit. That's exactly. And you talk about maybe charter flights staying. If there's no crowd. Now, my thing is, I'll say one thing that will help. By letting family and friends in to the game two in Perth, when the first game with no fans, by letting uh, family and friends into that game, 
made Sydney realise, well, I can be at home playing. I know there's not going to be there. My family and friends will be in the crowd to watch me play in a grand final. I think that was probably a mistake of, I understand it was still under 500 people. And they sent someone to the Wildcats timeout with a cowbell. Right. Ringing a cowbell behind, which I'm not against. Perth Perth would do that again. But I think it's it should have there's over. no reason to have or even cheerleaders. I know a lot of people tweeting about it as well. The cheerleaders was weird. The Make cheerleaders it, was weird. But I, that's why Sydney, I'm sure, would be like, well, but no, we want to go home, and my family and friends can at least be there to watch the game. It's under 500 people. It should have just been no fans at all. Literally, the people you need there, and no cheerleaders. Sorry, no disrespect to the cheerleaders. But I know you're doing cheers for the crowd who aren't there. It's family and friends. I believe they got asked in Sydney, the family and friends, to move to the other side of the crowd. Yeah, I could give two fucks what happened with the with the crowd. What happened? Right, yeah, what, I'm just, what, yeah, yeah, what I care about. Like, yeah. congrats to the Wildcats. Good on you. Mm. And I've got issues with stuff that the Wildcats have done, which I'll touch on Ooh. later as well. But the fact, so you've got the two press conferences. Wasn't a huge fan of the press conference from Trevor Gleeson. I, I I I do like the statement the Wildcats put out. Be firm. You deserve to be the champions, but also maybe not the time considering the circumstances. That's. The I'll, Sydney Kings. No, 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 no. We'll touch on this first. Okay, the Sydney, sir. The Sydney, because I want to stay on top. We've, we've got stuff we need to stay on topic yeah. here. The Sydney Kings then come out and and pretty much say that they don't care. The, mm. the championship could mean less to us. It doesn't matter at all. So you take that road. The championship doesn't matter. That was headlines on articles. Headlines yeah. on articles. <laughs> the championship doesn't matter. Later down the road, the NBL goes and awards, rightly so as everyone seemingly in the outside world was in, in agreement on, that the Wildcats were the champions. Then all of a sudden, you get Paul Smith and the Sydney Kings arcing up saying, no, this is wrong. This is the wrong decision. Hiding behind the shield of facts. Yeah. That's what it is. You hide behind this shield say, so, oh, you don't know the facts. You don't know the facts. Give us the fucking facts. Give us the fucking facts. Tweet the facts right out. And now we've got them and they're still so grey. Oh, there was a handshake agreement. The meeting was over Skype. It's a video meeting. There ain't no handshake agreement in a video meeting. Well, right now we have. It, with one side, it's NBL and Perth against the Sydney Kings. And that's exactly what it is. And all the fans- it's NBL, Perth, anyone with their, in their right, right mind versus the Kings with the way that they've acted post this. No, I did not have an issue with you calling the series. No, me If either. you yeah. stick by the guns that you called the series on, yeah. saying it's public health, that's all we care about. Perth can have the championship because we are worried about the public health of our players. You lose that ground when you then totally backflip, totally backflip and say, no, it should have been awarded to no one. We had an agreement. This was how it's going to happen. Because now you look like you've used this as a scapegoat to get out of a series. That's what it looks like. And I really, really hope that was not the reason this was done. But I cannot be certain. I cannot be certain that the reason that this was done was nothing to do with public health and was because they just wanted to get out of this series because that's what that backflip. And I reckon the Sydney Kings are a better organisation than that. Mm. So I'm not going to throw stones and say say categorically that is what they were doing because somewhere in my heart, my cold, dark heart, I believe that they genuinely did have concerns over public health, but at least damn act like it. Well, I spoke to Will Weaver on the NBL show last week, and he was saying like a big part of it was the imports and getting them home because America was already starting to lock things down, the isolation, their families and stuff. So I completely... Stick to your guns. Chop wood. I agree. I agree with that should have been... And I'm sure for a lot of them, it would have been thinking, well, like Brad Newley's got a family, all these guys, Kev Lish... I'm putting my family first. And I agree. That is a completely acceptable reason. The decision was to fine. Yeah. And I'm sure. And to be honest, and you're worried about people saying, oh, congratulations, Perth. Of course, let them have it. But 
understand there's still going to be an asterisk next to it as well. Yes, you could have come back and won the last two games. Would you have? Well, we're not too sure. Perth playing some good basketball. But it's going to have that asterisk next to it because of everything that's transpired in these last month. But I agree. I commend their decision to do it, but I, right, I'd like to have seen them stick to it. And more so, some other, people, point. some other people come out and, and support the original thing after other people were saying that's not exactly true. Yeah, well, look, there's stuff on both sides right now, but from what I've heard, I'm pretty confident on, on who well, I believe so far you in this. Yeah, and, no one, and you've asked and other people have asked, can we get the facts? And they're not coming out. No, well, they've, they've come out with some of the facts saying that the fact is that there was a handshake, apparently a handshake agreement, which has been categorically denied by one side, which I totally believe to be the case. Yeah. So that, that I, I have absolutely I just, no yeah. issue. And you look at the statement that was released by the NBL, this is absolutely... And, and for people, a couple of Sydney people have come on Twitter and saying, oh, you're just loyal to the NBL. Again, I hate having to preach this all the time. I knock the NBL on many occasions. I knock the NBL that a majority of the media is full-time employees of the NBL. So I can understand how there is unbiased stuff. There is biased stuff that comes out to the media. But this is not one of those cases. This is where one team is just totally backflipped, obviously misinterpreted what was going on, and is backflipped on the forefront of public health. We move into in play or out of bounds on the same topic. Oh, on the same topic. Come thought. on, can we have? Could, I, I wish this hadn't have happened on a time where there was nothing else going on because no, this no. is all I've had to think about over I the know. last few days. You just got a little worked up before. It's all right. <laughs> Paul Smith going at major sporting codes, mm. trying to get on the high horse, saying, "Oh, this is why we stopped it because their sports had to shut down two weeks later, two weeks after what would have happened in the NBL." We could have been playing a 10-game series in the time that it took for other sports to actually shut down. Mm. And I don't see any reported cases right now of, of coronavirus, whether it be in the AFL or the NRL. And the NRL pushed on because they needed to financially. And, and that's a whole different story. And I know where those going to touch on that one as well. But basketball in this country and the media landscape is not the time for an owner of a team to be coming out and attacking other sports on their decision-making. Because we've got to remember the hierarchy and the pecking order here. The AFL and the NRL, this is a desperate time of need for them. Yeah. A desperate time of need for them. You do not want to be seen as knocking them or kicking them when they're down by the public, especially doing that to the NRL when you're in Sydney. Dangerous, dangerous game to play. My take on the as soon as you started mentioning, a certain tweet that he put out was after the AFL women's was cancelled or no uh, premiership, no yeah. premier was awarded. And he said, well, have a look. That's there's there's no grand final. You can't award again, but it's going back to that yeah. backflip. I know. Stick with your original. If it yeah. doesn't mean anything to you, Don't and you've it, yeah. said that, then stick to it. Yeah. Oh, I I just cannot fathom where along the line the thought process. Like we saw that interview with I think it's Jerry Harvey or whatever the Harvey mm. Norman guy, where he just came out and it's like, how can a public company understand he owns it? That's the issue. He owns it, so he can say what he wants, yeah. and that's damaged the stock of Harvey Norman yeah. incredibly right now. And now you've got Paul Smith. There's no one that can come out. Obviously, no one in there that can control it and say, hey, this is a bad look. This is a really bad look in a time of need to be throwing stones like this. Yeah. And I know that's ironic because I'm in here throwing stones <laughs> at the situation. But it's different because I, I, I'm judging on what's happened here. And, yeah. and it, is, it is wrong. It is messy. And I'm so disappointed that our season was marred by that. It could have, been a, it, it could have ended on a great note. Look, we... The Perth Wildcats were ahead. The, the, the rules stipulate that they should win. They won, celebrate, done, over, move on. Be very thankful 
that this did not happen in the midst of our season yeah. and move on. Mm. But no, we end this in this little mudslinging contest between the league and again, oh, this is ownership, not leadership. This anti-Larry sentiment mm. from the Kings that I've spoken of before. Where was this league five years ago? I'll tell you where I was. I was gone. This league five years ago was on the in the midst gone. of what would have yeah. happened if coronavirus hit this year yeah. while it was going on. It was dead and buried and Larry came and saved it and took loss after loss after loss to save this league. Mm. Paul Smith's come in 12 months ago to the Sydney Kings and I'm all for it. Grow this franchise and he's done a fantastic job so far. But they need to get rid of this anti-Larry sentiment that they have and it makes me fucking sick. Every time I hear it. And it's part of the reason why I don't get as fired up when other teams make mistakes as I do when the Kings do it because I know that that's that underlying sentiment that I hate. Well, as I said, we want to see... We can't say it any clearer, and everybody agrees, we want to see Sydney do well to build up. We want people... You want to go in there and think Sydney's that powerhouse. We want to knock them off. We want Sydney as basketball to thrive in a tough sporting city. We want to see them do well. We do, but don't everybody, knock your neighbours... That's that what same everybody wants to see you do well. And that's like, can't say it enough. Like that is the big part about everything we have all year in the last couple of years. Everybody wants to see Sydney do well and succeed. Well, I've rambled on enough. I think it's time to let Wertho, let Wertho give someone a crack. We'll check over to Bunbury Isolation and see how he's going. Once I retired from basketball three years ago, I became a fan once again, like everyone else. And the beauty about sport is it gives you an outlet uh, to the reality of what's happening on the outside world. It gives you an outlet to whatever pressures or stress that you have in your day-to-day life. And it gives you a chance just to absorb yourself into the moment of live action sport. Obviously, we live in unprecedented times at right now. And we're going through something that you know, we pretty much haven't seen since World War II with potential lockdown coming our way. And then as basketball fans, we have to reflect that we are actually quite lucky as an NBL fan that we just got through majority of our season and through majority of the finals before being called up after game three. Now, this could have been the death nail to the NBL had it been still in the winter as a sport. So in that case, we're very, very lucky. You look at the AFL and the NRL and what's just happened. Obviously, the AFL made a very clear message midway through round one that they weren't going to continue. And then the NRL gets shut down by the government, um, even though they continue to want to play through round one and beyond. And at some point, even though that sports gives us the outlet that we all want and love, the safety of the athletes have to come into question. I'm not the biggest fan of NRL, and I'll say that right from the get-go, but I couldn't believe the arrogance uh, and the selfishness of those just because of money. Am I aware that clubs will probably fall by the way, so I am very aware of that. Um, But what's it worth compared to someone's health? And now I know they put all these measures in place to try and help it, but to me, I just couldn't believe that the NRL would consider themselves different to the rest of the world. 
Now, there's always different views on this and, and, and I get that. But I sort of congratulate how the NBL went about their business as a, as a company. Um, I look at AFL as probably the benchmark of all Australian sports and the way that what they did. Um, and it's just time for people to realise that, yeah, athletes are more in so many ways, but in the same vein, they are human beings like everyone else. We have families, um, we have friends, and, and while we are entertainers via the weekend, um, we are still very much human. And so to the NRL, I say shame on you for trying to make your players play during this crisis when quite clearly everyone needs to be with their family, need to be with their loved ones and need to be able to look after each other to help stop this virus spreading any further because it's out of control. It's a pandemic that we haven't seen in our lifetime and hopefully we'll never see again. But at this stage, we just need to be able to look after ourselves and put everything else to the side. Well, that's some good words there by Werther. Yeah. Good words. But I, I just can't... Look, I think you have to put yourself in the NRL's shoes mm-hmm. and these professional sporting bodies. When you look at the AFL as well, they push this thing on until literally government restrictions yeah. will stop them. And right now we've got no cases of coronavirus within the AFL that have spread. So like what happened with the NBA. Yeah. We, we don't have that. Yeah. A spread. And whether they've been tested or not is, is yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think they were too keen to no. be testing them in that situation. But the NRL as well. And we've got to look at... Teams will fold. Yeah, in for the sure. AFL could survive this, I think, a little more well, scot-free, a good, a good some, ca- Yeah, a, most of them. A decent cash holding. Yeah. The NRL, a lot of these clubs rely on their licensed venues. You look at a team like Parramatta, stuff like that. They, they rely on their licensed venues. So the closing of licensed venues completely cuts off that pokey income. Mm. Right or wrong. <laughs> Whether that, that yeah. form of income is right or wrong is out of, out of the question. But it's the survival of these clubs. So the NRL is looking for every single way. And, and I've got to give credit to the NRL here. Because under the mountains of pressure to stop playing, they looked at for their league and for their fans. I understand finances come into it as well. Mm. But they looked at moving the team to a remote centre. Yeah. Because they knew that the survival of this league is so important in our landscape. I don't watch the NRL. Neither do I. I'm, I'm from Victoria. It's just that we just don't watch the NRL. I watch it sometimes. I respect the sport. I think yeah. it's a great sport. I just – we don't get as much exposure here. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've got to credit them with – look, and the AFL did the same thing. They tried their hardest yeah. to put this thing on the field, which is better than just stopping. Well, they it's not like they just sat in a room with just AFL people and said, this is what we're going to try and do. Yeah. They were speaking to government officials, medical advice, trying to make sure that everything they did was okay and they could safely get players on the field. Because I spoke to a couple of players in the AFL that I know and they're all like, yeah, we want to just play. If there's no fans, we just want... 16 guys we want to some play. of the best doctors yeah. being tested every single... Being, being temperature taken, all yeah. this sort of stuff. They know they want to keep going and they know the league stops if anyone gets it. So they're limiting their contact outside of yeah. the game. Seriously limiting their contact. It's Pretty basically much quarantining it's not, themselves. Yeah, they are, it's, you go to training... You do all your weights and stuff with in the same group of people. You go home to your wife and family, same group of people, and that's all you see. You don't know where the wife and family yeah. have been, but it's a, it's a it's a family thing. Yeah. So it's a family thing, and they they all appear to be following those sort of restrictions. But the AFL, of course, they made the right decision with these government restrictions. Yeah. The NRL ended up making the and right you, decision when the government restrictions mm-hmm. come in. You have to respect that. I, I've got to give credit. The NRL did not want this train to stop. No. And and. Even they chose the fans. They want this thing to continue to put that thing up in. Um, That's what I'm, I think it was Far North Queensland yeah. somewhere. Because 
to put it there and have all the games played in one spot was a fantastic idea. And I, and I wish, I really wish it could have gone forward in some sense because it makes sense. If you're just up there and there's no one else around, yeah. you're fine. If everyone, yeah, everyone, no one's if got everyone's it. Yeah. Clean, if no one's got it. Um, because it was the one thing over the weekend, even though there was no fans, it was weird on Thursday night watching AFL, but it was such a pleasant distraction to be watching a game that we love on sport. Guaranteed, if the NBL could have done it, if they could have done chartered flights and just kept the contact, obviously you don't know where the, it can come in from outside, but it would have been such a pleasant distraction with the harsh reality of how shit the world is right now. Yeah. And you're right, if the AFL stopped NRL went this weekend, I'm probably watching every single NRL game. I'll tell, you what was cool. I'll tell you what was cool about the NRL, how hard these dudes hit and yeah. you just hear... Yeah. The entire Everything. game. So it, it was actually cool to watch the NRL with no fan. I actually yeah. have an appreciation for how hard these dudes hit. Yeah. But look, at the end of the day, I think all of them had to stop at the right time. But you know what they did? They pushed it, keeping health in mind, mm. keeping safety in mind until it was forced to close, yep. which is the right move in my opinion. Anyway, whew. you are fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm That's actually worried about my temperature. My temperature's yeah. gone up after this. <laughs> time for hot and cold. Tariko White out of Perth. Potentially. Doesn't do you think that's a good move? For him? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. I mean, you probably want to keep winning, obviously. You've got two championships now, but he's got a chance to maybe go to a newer team and just try and a different kind of... He's not Bryce Cotton in Perth, is he? Like Bryce is... Well, no one's Bryce Cotton yeah, in Perth. Right. Yeah, right. So he's always going to be in Bryce's shadow, which is one thing. If he wants to break out of that, he wants to stay in Australia, go to another team, different pasture, see where you can really thrive. Maybe if you won that competition of now, I want to go try and beat Perth and just give him a fresh start because... He's been great for the Wildcats, especially in big games. He's one of the most clutch players yeah. in the league. But I think he wants just a different challenge. I think um, no matter how long he stays at the Wildcats, he's, he's just going to be Robin to Bryce's Batman, which is not a bad thing. For, but, I, I'd love to do the that. The thing for me is every time that Batman's been out in Bryce Cotton, yeah. Robin's thrown on that little bat suit or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and but you, you don't want to be doing that and be like, well, I'll just banking on Bryce if you miss No, that's what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm actually excited for if he, wherever he ends oh, up, it. whether you know, there was some talk with uh, South East, which is not true. Yeah, it's not knocked true. that one off. It doesn't yeah. look like it's happening. But uh, look, I'd well, love to he, see him on another team because he's proven that he can produce. He's clutch and he's proven that he can produce when Cotton's out of that if team. If he gets a one-year deal somewhere and then just waits for that new Tassie team and maybe you're one of the import signings. Because I tell you what, Tassie team, as much as they want to chase new imports, new people, they want a couple they know are going to deliver. Yeah. So if you just find yourself a team where you have a great year, a real consistently good year, Tariko White, you might be getting some big banks thrown out here from Tassie. Some big banks. Mm. The banks are in trouble, Pete. I don't know what you're watching the stock some market big, right now. Some big the shares. banks are in trouble, but they will bounce back. The Perth, <laughs> we're not coming into the stock market. <laughs> I Finance, would like- medical advice, and you're getting analysis. everything. You are getting you everything. You're getting absolutely everything right now. The Perth celebration. Mm. Now, they, they won the championship. They And as we said, fair to win. Yeah, warranted. But the celebration was kind of awkward in a way. That, okay, there was the celebrating of the boat and stuff. And like, I, I just, I wasn't a fan of the public outward celebration because of the way that the championship was won. As fair as it was, it was won with an asterisk next to it. Now, celebrate all you want. Mm. But the public posting of it and all that sort of stuff, I wasn't again. It was even kind of weird when they posted their video of the team sitting there. It's like no one really – everyone sort of went, oh, yeah, but then right. Bryce Cotton got up and was super excited and went and hugged some random media dude, not one of the players, and then went – like it was just an awkward sort of feeling. I sympathise with the Wildcats because, again, it's a weird situation, but I think like where Bryce is coming – I'm surprised 
all the Wildcats didn't carry on like that because it had already been. It was weird. It was literally just for a couple of the days there. It was literally Sydney's word versus Perth's strong words, and it was kind of like. Oh well, the, until we find out, Sydney's like, words hate, don't seem to carry much weight with the type of shit that's yeah, been tweeted. Yeah, and I was just like, I hate Sydney. So it was kind of, I was expecting them all to be really happy to to get that result. So yeah. it was strange. And put, if I tried to put myself in their shoes, yeah, I don't know what. I mean, I'd probably do a picture that's post, heavy but hands then, with about eleven rings. But it's like, yeah, like what do you, what do you do? Like this is not one of Damien Martin's ones. He's going to be really happy to have won. Damo's won. No. No, yeah. not at so, all. So, yeah, it's a... This ranks the lowest of every single sure. Perth Wildcats championship in history because but it's of the way still it was won. And that's no, no, it's yeah. not because of the Wildcats. It's not because of the Kings. Or is it? <laughs> Hot or cold. The NBL Corona crisis. If this had have happened mm. two games, three games, four games into the season, what sort of crisis oh. would we have seen? I, you don't know. Again, because it's so fluid. I hate that word. We keep saying that word. Fluid. But you just, like, it could have, it would have had such bad ramifications. And, like, there's, Larry has saved us so many times. And you just, like, could he have done that through all this? You see so many other massive companies in the world who are going to struggle to get through this. Well, that's what we've got to remember. And, and, and the, the hardest thing is here that the private ownership model, there's a lot of owners out here that have a lot of money potentially invested in equity funds mm. or, or different things, heavily invested in banks, which are having trouble right now. Yeah. And when this stuff starts to happen, you start to cut off the fat. Well, you know, should, the, oh. you know where the NBL sits for a lot of people? It's the fat. Well, yeah. Larry, we don't know. Larry's heavily invested in property. One of the property moguls. Property's about to take a hit. But let's you see 30% price cuts on houses soon. Like it's no... no Mortgage repayments. Like there's there's a lot of stuff here where it starts to get, you know, Larry's got a big building, the Capital Grand, and I know that he's not a landlord on this sort of yeah. stuff, but there's there's a lot of property in his portfolio. And and the last thing you need is, and it helps now because the, the season's over, yeah, Larry can what, focus yeah. on his finances. He's smart yeah. enough guy, I am not going to sit here and give Larry fucking financial advice. <laughs> there's nothing worse that I could do than to give one of the country's best businessmen financial advice, so I will not do yeah. that. But it would have been tough if the NBL season was going oh. on in what is obviously a hard time for every person in big business. Even the NBA said some like they're going to be, they're, although they might. NBA it. owners as well. Yeah, you look, NBA owners are going to take a hit. It's a shit this. reality for the world. There's so many things that are going to struggle. So we should be so thankful that we did get through such a great season of the NBL, and hopefully have caught this thing at unfortunately the right like the wrong time for a final series. But hopefully early enough that unfortunately NBL one's probably going to struggle. To get back yeah. from, which is just the reality of this year. You yeah. can wipe that year, but then hopefully the NBL can start up because as soon as everyone's ready to go back, every sporting event, all that stuff is going to be packed. Fans are going to be crazy. Like we could have got this at the exact right time to yeah. help our league. So it's really shit now. But fast forward six months, and hopefully people can realize that the sooner we all just stay home, the the better this can be. Like yeah, that's the then big reality. Oh, I've got something. To add. I know it's not on the thing, but you saw the news about the Cairns Taipans. Yes, private ownership. Yes, which will is, that still go forward? Well, now it's tough, obviously, right now. But how good would that be for the Taipans to be able to hold on to guys like Machado? Well, it looks like it's been in the works for a while build. because we've heard that they're being able to hold hold on to Machado. So obviously, this was in the talks. Hey, yeah. this could happen. We'll put this one maybe a, a verbal agreement that if this goes forward, this is the sort of money you've got. But it is good signs for the Taipans. I think yep. they need to move that for the growth of everything for the 100%. growth of the league. But anyway, Pete, that is the end of trash talk. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I look forward I'll to next year. your hand, but it is not the Couple time. Couple of elbows. But in the meantime, please just stay home. 
everybody, stay home. We're trying to... Yeah, as much as we, you know, we, we, sp- we spend the whole episode talking yeah. on, on different matters, but if you are an avid listener of the show and, and there's plenty of you out there and you have a small business or anything like that, or even if you're struggling in times like but, this, because a lot of people are sitting at home yeah. with not much to do. There's a lot of people that live alone, that sort of stuff. Reach out to us. We'll be on Twitter. Tweet something at us. Tweet us the name of your business. Yeah, and we'll, absolutely. We'll throw it out there. We'll go and buy coffee from it or whatever we can to help in this situation because it is dark days for not only the sports world, but everywhere else in general. So we are wishing our Trash Talk listenership all the best. Tweet us, yell at us. From home. Do whatever you need. From From home. home. Stay home. Stay isolated. 1.5. But anyway, all the best. We will see you guys next season.